0: Hi, hannies. It's Amir Sai and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yoss. Welcome back to The Take On. I'm here with Nina Parker. I feel like it's very full circle. I was on Dating No Filter. She was part of that show. She was one of the hosts. (laughs) It just feels very full circle to have this conversation. I quickly want to go through your bio because it's so impressive. Um, TMZ Live, um, Love and Hip Hop reunion host, Nightly Pop, now doing Nina Parker collection for Macy's, which is the first plus size black owned business at Macy's, which is so impressive. You've, you're in Variety, Women's yeah. Wear Daily, the list goes on and on. Octavia Spencer, Megan McCain, all these celebrities love it. I'm obsessed with it. I mean, you always had great style on the show, so it, it's just like a perfect extension. Um, so thank you for being here. You're so, I'm so impressed.
1: Thank you of for course, having me. Of course. I
0: mean, listen, as someone who's Persian and queer and working in Hollywood for the last 15 years, I just love to see especially women of color, like elevating, like living, laughing, just like you're just thriving. And I'm so love being on the sidelines cheering you on. So I'm obsessed.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Of course.
0: And, uh, you know, when I said I was talking to you, I got a (laughs) lot of DMs about this question about imposter syndrome. um, And I've struggled with it myself, you know. So I'm just curious, like, any tips or tricks and how do you navigate that? Because you have such a strong voice and you're so, like, sure about your opinions and your presence Mm -hmm. and the way that you take up space um, in rooms. I'm just like, I would love to hear that.
1: You know, I, I guess for me, I just... I just try to have like this authenticity about like where I'm at, what I'm feeling um, and being honest with others and myself so that my expectations don't uh, get just so out of control where I feel like I don't have a a full reign on them. And so I don't know. I guess I've always just been kind of a, a very like open book, very, very like shoot from the hip person. But also like I had to make sure that I was that with myself. And, you know, so I think there's always these expectations that are going to be that you have the pressure about of, you know, maintaining a certain, you know, image or, you know, vision of who you are. Um, But I'm pretty open with like, hey, you know, I'm not having a good day or I'm not, you know, this isn't who I want to be or this is like not who I want to portray myself to be. And I have to have those constant conversations with myself to just keep it healthy. You know, I think otherwise, it just start to get lost in the sauce, and it and it tumbles pretty quickly. So, you know, I just try to stay grounded. I try to stay around people who who check me. I have friends and family who, you know, don't care what I have going on. They're gonna tell me how they feel, but it it keeps a very real view. And like my biggest fear is like (laughs) being delusional. Like I I feel like people. (laughs) Like my biggest fear is like being this person that is completely devoid of like reality. And, you know, there's people who we see where they're like, we're like, this person is out of it. Like they don't see themselves the way the world sees them. And uh, that, that's like a big fear of mine. So I try to do everything I can to avoid like being out of touch.
0: Um, I love that. You know, I worked as a publicist <laughs> for years. I've worked with like a lot of A-list people. There's a lot of delusion. So mm-hmm. I-, I think that that is a good fear and something to really stay away. I think you'll be fine. I mean, you're so genuine. <laughs> so I- I- <laughs> I- I'd be surprised. Um, but it's good to have, you know, your friends and family to kind of check you. Um, yeah. You know, when Always. it comes to, to the clothing line, how long have you been thinking about that? Like, you know, th- that is like a lot of people's dreams. But, you know, I've worked mm-hmm. in fashion as a publicist and I had my own jewelry line. It's not easy with the buyers and the business and, mm-hmm. you know, all the fabrics and being so involved. Because I could tell just from someone who's been in fashion that you had your hand in it. Like you didn't just they didn't make yeah. it and then you put your name on it. So, oh, wow. yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that process.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a dream, you know, and I, I, I feel bad because there are people who have wanted to do clothing lines their whole lives. And I feel, you know, it's kind (laughs) of like how I feel when I see a celebrity host a huge show and I'm like, yo, they don't, this is not their job. Like, (laughs) like why are they getting this big hosting gig? You know, but it is what it is. Sometimes, you know, you fall into a passion and, and there are people, there are celebs who are amazing hosts. They're just really good at it. And so, uh, you know, for me, I was into fashion and I didn't know it because I had to be like, it wasn't, it wasn't an interest. It was like survival. You know, I had there, you know, very limited options as a plus size woman on television. And it was something I was forced to get into because the other option was looking crazy every single day on television. So once I decided to get into it because I just wanted to look presentable, then I was like, OK, let me go past presentable and start to look good. And so I was like, what will it take for me to want to do these looks, you know, in a way where, you know, girls my size can pull it off. And so that just kind of became my challenge. And then ultimately, when things started working for me and people started like putting me on, you know, lists of fashion and, and you know, being the, the Us Weeklies of like, you know, making having a cute outfit and people would ask me, you know, I would get inundated with where did you find this? And that was where the idea kind of came from where I'm like, wow, maybe I should just be doing this for everybody. Uh, this isn't a fluke and people are interested in, in what I'm doing because, uh, you know, this is very niche because not a lot of people provide fashionable plus size clothing. It's just not a thing. And so this really was something that was just an idea. And then at the end of 2019 started to come to fruition and I worked you know, with every single item. So that every piece of clothing, uh, you know, I I designed, I had a hand in, like it, it did the fittings, like every single piece.
0: That's amazing. I mean, yeah, you know, going to like Macy's is the ultimate, right? Like, were you pinching yourself? It's, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's amazing. yeah,
1: it was kind of nuts because I had had a meeting with my agent and just said, hey, I was kind of reevaluating. It's so funny because a lot of people were doing reevaluations of their life during the pandemic, finding out, you know, I kind of had an epiphany maybe like four, four or five months before the pandemic where there were things I wanted to change. There were people I wanted to remove. Um, there were goals I wanted to get to. So I kind of made a list of things that I wanted to accomplish. So at the top of my list was a, a clothing line. And I approached my agent about it. And she was kind of like, okay, like she never tells me no, but she was just like, oh, this is different. Cause I hadn't actually talked to her about it prior. So she was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I, this is, this was something I had really held close to my vest. And so she was like, so you want to do a clothing line? And I was like, yeah, girl. So <laughs> she was like, okay, let me make some calls. But before she could make calls, I kid you not, like, like a few days later, we got approached uh, by Reunited Clothing, who's the manufacturer of my line. And we partnered with them. And the CEO of the company watches Nightly Pop. And so uh, she was kind of like, hey, I'm a fan of the show. And I love Nina's fashion on the show. Would she ever be interested in partnering up? And it just mm. literally happened happened to happen at that time where I was looking. So it was really like the universe connected us almost. And then it just happened fast. She pitched Macy's. Macy's loved the idea. And it really just took off from there. Uh, I did not think Macy's was going to be interested. (laughs) I thought I was going to be like these people on the corners in L.A. selling incense and T-shirts. I was like, I just wanted to try to get a product out there. But, uh, you know, God had other plans.
0: I love that. Not on the street. Love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. Any plans for a men's line or like more of a non-binary, like, you know, for like us queer people to wear? Because I want to wear some of this stuff. It's amazing. You
1: know what's so funny is I just talked about this on my Instagram today because everybody is like, I'm like y'all I'm just getting started like I literally have only had one collection come out so far we got till the end of November for the the one till the end of the year so I just you know ultimately I have a lot of goals like you know I want to do all kinds of clothes for men's, for women, you know, uh, gender neutral. Somebody today suggested uh, plus size baby clothes. So I, okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, okay, y'all getting crazy. Someone wants me to make bras. People want me to do swimwear. So there's a lot that I want to do. It just takes, you know, it takes for me, I worked a year and a half to get this line out. Um, right. so it, it takes time. So eventually, you know, I, I hope to have, get my Jessica Simpson on where you see everything, Uh, But right now I'm just focusing on plus women because I feel like that's where the love needs to be. And that's where there was a huge void. So that's the focus for right now.
0: I love that. Empire building and looking good while doing it. I'm here for it. Um, uh, I want to ask you about nightly pop. I mean, I got a lot of questions, obviously, about you and Hunter and the like, kind of the jokey oh energy of the the back and forth. And then y'all were on the reel, and then Lonnie kind of fed into. It. I mean, first of all, the three of you, I like want to be friends with all of you guys. Like, just hang out. It's hilarious like, whenever the three of you. It's like the perfect synergy of like, because I don't even care about the entertainment news aspect. I just want to watch the three of you as much, you know. So it's just that's amazing. so funny. That's what yeah.
1: we we get that a lot, you know. And I feel like it, you know when you're doing entertainment news, you have to be okay with the fact that people want to watch because of you not because of what you're reporting because by the time we air which is at 11 o'clock at night you know you've seen everything so yes no people are watching for our take so i respect that i'm you know i'm happy that people want to uh watch because of us you know hunter and i had a rocky start and we didn't love each other at first i'm not ashamed to say that like we It took a while where our personalities are vastly different. And so it took a minute for us to warm up to each other and accept. You know, it really taught me how to like accept and love somebody for who they are and not try to conform and make them, um, you know, something that I need to be. He was a different type of co-host. He had kind of had a world and youtube he had a different kind of work ethic than i did we, we we operated very differently not one wasn't better but it was very different and so it took me a while to kind of be okay with how he operated and it took him a while to be okay with the way i communicated because you know i don't think hunter had any strong black women uh you know <laughs> in his <laughs> life at the time honey he didn't know what to do with these opinions mm-hmm. but you know we We really grew into a a really great friendship. He's really one of my good friends now. And I think that's why we're so comfortable joking and everybody kind of is shipping us together and our Instagrams don't help, but like, we we really are just friends.
0: I love that. That's amazing. And I just, every time you're talking, I just think of Lonnie's clap. Like that clap is just so iconic where she's just supporting Hunty or you. And it's just, it's just so, and like having her there is just so fun. Like when you guys first met, was it kind of instant? Like the three of you just clicked?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really was. You know, Morgan has been out on, um, you know, maternity leave. And so we had kind of had a lot of different people in and out. And it's it's rough sometimes because, to be honest, when you're doing a show that has like a comedic flair, you have to kind of vibe with the people. It's really hard. So and not everybody's sense of humor is mixed. So, you know, at times it was rough for Hunter and I because we have such a good chemistry. We didn't want to make somebody else feel Like they were left on the outside, but also they just kind of had to sink. And with Lonnie, you know, even though we've all been in this business for a while, I had never worked with Lonnie before. So I didn't have a relationship with her other than, you know, cordial hello and goodbye. So we didn't know how it was going to be. And it was just instant. Like she was an instant girlfriend. We got, we became fast friends. Like we talk all the time now. Um, It just was an instant chemistry. And that's just how it is with some people. Some people you just instantly click with.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. When she took her bra off, that
1: was (laughs) yes. She is. I love that like Lonnie is not afraid to go there. And, you know, sometimes you, when you're on TV, when we're talking about imposter syndrome, sometimes you you there's things you just can't, can, and can't do on TV. And the fun thing about our show is like you can kind of just be whoever you want to be because it's late night, it's tongue in cheek, it's raunchy, and like, you know, it's not live. So if we got to edit something out, we can't.
0: I love that. That's that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, It's such a good show. I always try to like and like you said, it's like you catches those glimpses of the entertainment news, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram. Once it comes to show, I just want to see all of your takes. So that's what I love. Um, that's amazing. Um, I want to ask you quickly about, you know, the way that NBC universal kind of, you know, obviously supported the BLM movement and you were, you did a lot of talks and you know, you were part, you hosted something as well, like all of those various movements, like how has that like helped your career and kind of, again, you know, a lot of people in this industry, I've heard this out of people's mouths. Like, I don't see color. I accept everyone and that whole thing. So how have you navigated some of that, like with this new heightened awareness, right. Of like, there is color. <laughs> like, that's um, a thing.
1: I mean, I'm a black woman, so I don't, it's not, a, this is, none of this is new for me. I, you know, it's, right. I've been dealing with adversity since the day I was born. So, you know, it feels like the world is kind of coming into a place where of acknowledgement of, you know, different types of people and 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 everybody from all types of scopes, but for me it's always been something I've dealt with my whole life. Um so it's you know, it's 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 good. It just feels like OK, I'm glad people are waking up, you know. Um, so it's always great to get support in, in major ways. But, you know, to be quite honest, like I've learned how to uh, survive in a different type of way because I had to. So acknowledgement doesn't mean as much to me as it does to other people because I just I've learned to live without it for so long. That it's great if people are on board, but I don't need support from anybody to stand proud of who I am because I've just, I didn't have it for so long. So I just learned from within, from my parents, from my community, how to be proud, how to stand tall um, and operate with with pride um, dolo because we, you know, we all had to. And so, right. you know, now when people say things, it sometimes feels like it's trendy You know, and it's just like, okay, I don't know if I'm being supported because you truly believe in what I'm saying or if you just feel like you need to support a black woman. And and either way is okay because, you know, the 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 exposure of it in conversations are helpful. But, you know, it's just a different I have a different feeling than a lot of other people do just because I feel like. You know, a lot of us were drowning for a really long time and nobody, nobody threw us a life raft. And so right. now that people are like, hey, you're close to shore, uh, you know, people want to have these conversations. And I'm like, girl, I mean, okay, we, we can have it, but we've been out here treading water for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, so true. It, it's a different, it's, it's a different feeling for me. Um, but, you know, oh, it's always good to have conversations. It's always good. Listen, it's never too late for somebody to, to learn. Um, and to open up and to support, you know, it's always better. It's better late than never. Um, but a lot of it is late, and and that's okay. Uh, right. We're just happy that everybody's kind of, I feel like, getting on board with where we should be.
0: Absolutely. It's like that with the queer community as well. Like a lot of pride, there's a lot of companies that were like anti gay marriage, and now they're mm-hmm. like the number one float in the gay pride parade. I'm like, are you mm-hmm. just monetizing now, like off of our backs?
1: Right. But,
0: you know, it's I at least they bring some exposure. Happen.
1: You know, it's like you, you know, it's just like how Hollywood is. A lot of people use each other in this business, you know, and you have to take the good with the bad. And sometimes you can use each other for good. Um, But, you know, I think with anything, with any movement, I think somebody's going to try to find a way to monetize off of it, unfortunately. That's just the way that this business works. Um, So it's just like, how can we best utilize this for our community if that's going to happen?
0: That is very, very true. (laughs) It's crazy, but um, it's the business that we're in. So um, it's good to know that. And like you said, back to not being delusional, we're aware of what's going on. Right, for sure. um, Absolutely. And just to wrap up real quick, you've been around a lot of iconic moments, especially with Cardi B's like, you know, TikTok famous meltdowns on Love and Hip Hop reunions, TMZ, I'm sure you've seen a lot of stuff. What's one thing that sticks out where you're like, How is this my life? This is crazy. Like, how am I here for this?
1: Um, I don't know if I have one thing. I mean, to be honest, like right now, my clothing line is probably the thing that I'm the most, like that freaks me out the most just because, you know, when you have like Octavia Spencer posting about it or, you know, it's, that's just so, it's not even really a, it's not really about, to be quite honest with you, I'm not like the, the celeb stuff doesn't do that for me like it's you know I just see them they're so normalized in my life where there's never really a moment where I'm like wow you know because I feel like I've been immersed in that world for so long it's more like the regular folks that you know like people who DM me and like a girl just wore a Nina Parker collection dress for her graduation because she felt like you know, she couldn't find anything cute and trendy for her age. And she feels empowered by that. So that's the kind of stuff, honestly, that makes me feel like, wow, I can't believe like this idea is really, truly making women feel good and empowering them. I think that's kind of where I get that like mind blown uh, feeling from.
0: I love that. And yeah. and there was, you know, I, I just wanted to say this real quick too, is there was something trending back in the summer uh, around the Ellen DeGeneres show. We want you to take over. So now that she's <laughs> stepping down, I'm gonna manifest that for you here. <laughs> I started a campaign on Twitter, honey, and it trended. I said hashtag, you know, Nina for Ellen. Was so I think that <laughs> I did, girl. Yes,
1: I did. There were a, there, I got a lot of tweets, honey.
0: Yes, honey. That's so so we're manifesting that for you. I think that okay. now that she stepped down, <laughs> there's no drama. It's not like you're taking it from her. Right, right. She's living on her own accord. So I like this for you. Um, okay. So well, if you I- like, if this
1: happens, you. then you could be the first guest, honey. Oh, okay. This is in <laughs> writing, girl. This is on a recording.
0: I will be there with bells on. <laughs> um, I loved having you here. Um, please, uh, Nina, tell us where people can follow you. And then also, of course, the Nina Parker collection at Macy's. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can um, always come to my Instagram or Twitter page. The handle is the same. It's mzgossipgirl. Or uh, you can just always search Macy's or hashtag Nina Parker Collection or Nina Parker x Macy's and find the collection. Um, we you know we service women from sizes 12 to 24. Uh, those sizes will be expanding in the fall, and you know maybe Nina Parker uh, Baby Plus will be coming too soon too. <laughs> okay, Baby Plus, I'm here. <laughs> Listen. You're building
0: that empire, girl. It's like, you're coming for that Fenty money, honey. I see you.
1: <laughs> exactly. I no. see you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming, Rihanna.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: honey. I'm so
0: here for it. And I can't wait to be on your talk show, Nina Parker's show. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait. So thank you for being here on The Take On. This is Amir Yaz. This is the ever-oobalant Nina Parker. Oh, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the take on the take on is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan seals edited by Kyle Moore and is a proud member of the Broadway podcast network. You can find out more about me and the take on at bpn.fm backslash the take on. And of course on my Instagram at Amir Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate the take on wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests.